What's yeah. up, uh, what's up, Anthony Fantano? I like that we're fucking tiny beanie, fucking cuffed beanie twins again. That rocks. <laughs> yeah, there is no other way. That's that's the truth. There's no, there's no other way. way. I literally, I, I was like, I woke up today and I was like, oh, it's cool enough to wear a beanie. Cool. Uh, this is a great, this is a great time of year where uh, it's a coin flip day to day, whether or not it's a, it's baseball cap or beanie weather. So. Yes. Some people yeah. say, uh, you know, they're like, oh, it's, it's cuffing season. Yeah. For my cuffed beanie, bro. Like that's what <laughs> that's what it means. <laughs> that's exactly what cuffing season is. It's the weather gets a little bit cool, cooler, uh, and so I want to start wearing a cuffed beanie on my head. It's just it, it's it's just the way life goes. Um, uh, yeah, how's how's life? Good, good. Uh, yeah, stuff's great, man. Um, just uh, been been living large you know uh i don't know that's not true but been 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 living been living large as in you've been going to the movies every day and getting a large pop (laughs) that's right just getting a large pop large drink of pop at the movies uh taking extra large large sips of that of that very same pop um (laughs) very the very same um very same yeah yeah i'm i'm uh I'm living large as in um, when they ask me how my steak, uh, how I want my steak done. I uh, think that, think that doneness levels are sizes. And so I order the large. Yeah. Why would you want a medium steak? Medium. You get a large. Yeah, these, these fucking people are, are, are uh, they're not even asking for their steaks, like, to, to be made well, like, done well. They're not, they're saying they don't want it well done. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Who wouldn't want a steak to be cooked well? I want yeah, my exactly. cooked steak poorly. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I want it done bad. Yeah, great. I want, I want my steak to have very visibly been thrown at a grill like a baseball and, uh, like, picked up a few pine needles along the way. Maybe some uh, assorted leaves from the f- prior fall. <laughs> uh, it's crunchy. There, that's a that's a that's a fun concept. Like fucking, um, you know, farm to table ass restaurant that gets away with just putting like leaves from the ground on things. You mean modern Scandinavian cooking? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm literally talking about Favikin. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. <laughs> Uh, which I believe is RIP. Um, that dude. That dude seems uh, extra insufferable, even in the even in the realm of uh, of celebrity chefs that have TV done about them. That dude seems completely awful. The fact that like they couldn't, the fact that they couldn't uh, even get an entire chef's table episode without getting a clip of him being a total piece of shit to his employees is pretty uh, pretty cool. Yeah, is that is that uh. Is that Red Zeppi or whatever, or is that no? The, Red Zeppi seems like a pretty cool. Red Zeppi seems like a pretty chill Chad. This is like some dude who's like, this dude is like straight up our age, and um, he was in like a this place called Favikin that is in like a rural part of Norway, um, that is like just straight up like uh, the gentrified foraging uh, kind of vibe, and he's the I place that had guy. like. The, 
Yeah. 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 There's a chef. I, I forget his fucking name off the top of my head, but he's got, he has like real, uh, yeah, he has real incel energy, <laughs> which is always a fun vibe for, for chefs. Mag Magnus Nilsson. Yeah. Magnus Nilsson. That's yeah. yeah. He, he has very Doritos and Mountain Dew vibes, which I think is just uh, <laughs> hilariously charming. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped to pumped to be coming out there in a week <laughs> from tomorrow. Yeah. That'll be sick. So, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm stoked, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be excellent. It's nice to just chill. Nice to just chill for a little bit. I've been so fucking busy that it'll be nice to just have a week where I can just do whatever. It's like oh, yeah. completely life's total life's been total hyperdrive, and it's been it's been cool, but like everybody needs to rest sometimes. So. Got the, Sometimes you got to rest. In in since it's the the final episode of the pod for a while, I've got the classic limoncello um, because time's a flat circle. I'm uh. And when we first just, go ahead, I, I I'm I'm on that pamplemousse as usual, but you dude, know, I feel like the limoncello is so fucking good. It's a, I need it's to, a I need staple to get, for me. Yeah, it's it's I mean grapefruit flavored things. Grapefruit is just the best flavor. Because it's, it's so good. Because it's grape is the best fr- flavor and fruit is the best <laughs> flavor. So, like, why would grapefruit not be? Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't I want my fruit grape? What a stupid fucking name for a fruit, by the way. Grapefruit? Like, we've completely normalized how fucking stupid that name is. Like, how the fuck? Um, <laughs> what? Okay. Oh, you're just going to tell me. That, like you got so lazy with naming this fucking uh like in, in fucking in in French in French it's literally called pamplemousse right like right I right. I don't off, off the top of my head I don't remember what it's called in German but it's certainly not grapefruit like why the fuck did we feel the need like English is normally a pretty pragmatic language uh yeah. in terms of na- naming things but why the fuck <laughs> like in, naming a grapefruit is a very german thing to do if i'm being honest like uh <laughs> german german has the most ridiculous nomenclature for things i was like oh uh you mean to tell me that like the literal words for uh for hydrogen or hydrogen is like water stuff and oxygen is sour stuff like <laughs> it's completely stuff. insane why yeah it's amazing I have no fucking idea, but that's literally the name for oxygen in German. It's fucked up. Yeah, I need that sour stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I need uh, that sour No, I don't mean sour work. cream. I mean oxygen. Yeah, dude, I need the three sours in life. I need <laughs> the sour stuff oxygen. I need that sour diesel out of the steamroller. And then I need uh and then I need that sour cream on the uh 30 tacos that I eat when I'm blowed, when I'm faded than a hoe. Man, I'm going to eat 30 tacos. That sounds good. 30 tacos shit. is a good time. Uh, shit. Um, yeah. Occasionally I, the, it's, it's so fucked up. Cause the, like one of the, I, I'm deep enough into being vegan now to where like, I don't ever think about it or crave stuff. But when I do occasionally, it's always, uh, like a like a hard shell taco with some sour cream on it or like just Wendy's burger. 
<laughs> so like the two things that I actually ever crave because those are just like two things that are pretty damn impossible to mimic in the in the world that I'm in like you can't you can get close but you can't you can't mimic how a fucking you can't mimic how it feels to eat a Wendy's burger after they've uh, after they've said my welcome to my Wendy's well I think the big you know like there's a huge opportunity in the fake meat world to have square burger patties um like yeah. wendy's you know because because dave wendy's does not cut corners and that's why that's why dave <laughs> wendy's <laughs> restaurants have been so good yeah dave, dave wendy's i mean dave wendy's was so good at making food that he just named his restaurants after himself and that's pretty <laughs> nuts <laughs> like <laughs> It's, it's funny because like McDonald's is just named after <coughs> the McDonald's brothers, right? But then Roy Kroc just just stole yeah, it from them. Roy Kroc, the fucking name. Oh yeah, Roy Romano. <laughs> oh, is it Ray Kroc? Damn it! It's Ray Kroc. But I love the the Ray versus Roy thing is killing me. I was like. I was on a big like Lady Gugu Gaga tier shit posting trend after, for when the Rachel Roy Jay Z shit was happening. I was like, imagine how bad Rachel Ray feels. No, a whole bunch of people fucking thought that Rachel Ray had like home wrecked Jay Z and Beyonce, but it was actually somebody named Rachel Roy. And I was like, oh, yeah, imagine man. how imagine how bad Roy Romano's life sucks. There's got to be somebody out there named Roy Romano. Ma. Oh man, uh, Roy, Roy Romano on that on that that great show. Everybody loves Roy. Oh, just... Everybody loves Roymond. Yeah, because <laughs> Roy, Roy is definitely short for Roymond. So yeah, yeah. it is There's what it is. Someone named Roymond out there, right? Like there has to be at least one person named Roymond. I I should hope so because I know somebody whose name is Briar. So. uh which is like very clearly just like they fucked up writing the birth certificate. So it's supposed to be Brian. They didn't complete the R, and it just looked like <laughs> they just, yeah, they didn't complete they didn't the N. The N so it looks like a lower case Brian, R. This is Briar instead. Uh, I hate Lumbeck so much. <clears throat> it's fucked. It's fucked up because the street down from mine for three years was a street called Briar, and every time I walked past it, I would laugh. <laughs> Briar. Briar, Briar, saying the Stewie voice. Um, Briar. Welcome, everybody. It's Master Shake Theater, Aqua Teen Hunger Force Podcast, par excellence. We're here with Mark Tremonti from Creed, the original so guest. On the, we're taking a break for a second. Uh, it's, uh, life's busy. We love you guys. We're going to be back. But it's the end of season three, and uh, we just we feel like this is a this is a convenient point to stop at for a little bit, and so um, this is hopefully going to be enough of a banger 
to hold you over. We're probably going to be putting out some like random bonus shit here and there. Um, just because like, why the fuck not? We love you. Um, but yeah, today we're here talking about the final episode of season three, uh, episode 13, Carl. This episode aired October. I almost forgot the word for October. I was like 10. December. I was like, God, I was like, re- I, like the rest 10. Latin. I was like 10. That's December. Uh, no, it's October. Um, October 24th, 2004. Took me a long enough time to spit that out. Uh, the Aqua Teens go on holiday, leaving Carl to take on the role of babysitter for Dewey, Vanessa, and Boxy Brown. Um, immediately awesome having a premise that is like centers on ostensibly on three characters that are that haven't haven't showed up a whole lot in the show. Like they've been they've been super duper bit characters. But um I love that. That's a really, really great like cartoon trope that I feel like gets has gotten used a lot in the future. Um in the sort of interim period, like with taking characters for granted that haven't really been actually surfaced or developed at all. Like that's a really funny, that's a really funny fucking uh, thing, but these characters actually aren't featured that much in the show uh, at the character level. Um, what do we think about this one? Yeah. Uh, I feel like there was definitely some good, good stuff. And then definitely some like, eh, but like, I, I really liked the, was his name like Rudy the robot? Yeah. Um, just he's Dewey, the most, I think, like, yeah. Or Dewey. Is that, yeah. 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 The most Ralph Wiggum character we've seen. Um, yes. On Aquatine so far. And like, I loved it so much. Um, just like, he's stealing. I, I'm here to yeah. help. You know? <laughs> Intruder alert. I'm helping. Intruder yeah. No, alert. Uh, yeah. I'm helping. Energy. Yeah. The, it's actually funny because it's like the Dewey has huge 2020s cop energy. Like, Oh, I'm helping. Oh, I'm shooting somebody. Oh, I'm helping. Which is, <laughs> is funny. Um, no, uh, politics aside. No, that's, uh, that's totally fucking, that's totally good. Like Dewey is a, I feel like Dewey is kind of the highlight of this episode in a lot of ways. Uh, just because yeah. he, I, I like some slapstick, man. I really, really do. And there's, there are very few flavors of slapstick that I like more than just like people just getting shot, (laughs) which I know is really funny, but like getting people getting shot in the paradigm of slapstick always, uh, always tickles my funny bone pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Like at the tropical bar, (laughs) you know, expect this. Which I don't know. There's no backstory. This woman has just arm casts and can't move her neck or something. And 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 Dewey just Dewey just obliterates her with his Gatling gun that he has in his center of his body. <laughs> just like what? That's the other thing. Is like it's really really funny for like a modern robot to have a Gatling gun. Like that's the thing that they fucking had. It's like oh, like you would think that uh, it would it would be like you know, like some sort of Anton Sugar style, like weird guy gun, but no, right. It's just a straight up gat, like an old school gat, not the gangster terminology gat. I think it's beautiful. 
Um, <laughs> I like think that this this episode is. I think that it's it's the appropriate. I think it's the episode we deserve for the end of season three. I'll say that. Like, I think that it is a really good summation of a lot of the a lot of the meat and potatoes of the direction that the show went in the back half of season three right um i would guess i have like i have like negative depth in season four um and then we when we eventually do watch it um if and when it'll be like fun to to develop that but like i might just watch it for the fucking for funsies honestly um but like the probably a good labor of love to do for the for the culture on my end um but like i feel like that's it's probably pretty indicative of the like the direction that the show is going to go further in in season four um but i think that like the pacing and the the, the pacing is really 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 good and i, th- I think that like centering carl as the main character is really really fun like obviously we still see the aqua teens uh, a fair bit um you get like we we get you know enough enough to be sufficient of the the dynamic that we rely on from them but like getting to getting to see a full uh dive into carl as a character and uh and not just like him being like conversational salt and pepper uh is really 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 fun like because yeah. of how tragic of a dude, tragic Carl is such a reveals himself as such a tragic character in this episode, right? Which is implied yeah. throughout, but like we really get to see like the full scope of like what and why with that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Like it's really like solo Carl, right? And and the the dolls that presumably he can't hear their voices because that they're in Meatwad's head. Um, yeah, but yeah, right. Like we never. I, I think most times we see Carl, it's Carl interacting with the Aqua teams and being like, you know, upset or, or, you know, uh, like, I don't know, like or sometimes he's laughing and have a good time. And most of the time he's like, yeah, get the, get the fuck out of my pool or whatever. Right. Um, he's a very specific in a, in a type way. of, uh, yeah, he's a very <clears throat> specific type of like surly, which I think is like a super mm-hmm. desirable and aspirational trait for somebody to have. Like if somebody's like, if somebody is surly with a sense of humor behind it, like that's, that's, uh, the best you could get in my opinion at a character level from somebody. Yeah. 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 I feel like we know, we know a few of those people IRL as well. Um, Oh Yeah. I mean, my life is full of them because of the music scene. So it's like, that's just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, it's like uh, a certain type of sound guy energy as well. Like I I love that (laughs) out of uh, like, like like the surly, surly sound guy shit. Um, Yeah. uh, Right. And so like this deep dive into Carl's loneliness is, is pretty interesting. And, you know, he's like pissing in a jar to, you know, (laughs) For some to, save, to save money on like on water, like what? Like is Carl an environmentalist? Like is that is that something that's getting dog whistled here? Is that Carl like uh, low key like is a water conservationist? Like that's crazy. I love that. I'm choosing to believe it. I'm not, I, I'm choosing to believe it as well. Why not? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's like 
the main thing that like stood out about this episode to me was really yeah just this focus on Carl um as like alone as like both alone and as a lonely character yeah um he's a, he's totally uh, he's totally a lone wolf um but the the word alone is one word <laughs> it's a pretty pretty good yeah. band name honestly alone um, wolf I like the thing that I got sort of like inevitably in these episodes, I will get like snagged on something and then just think about that one thing for the rest of the episode. And like that, and that inevitably ends up being like the thing that I punish about on the, on the pod episode. And like, I think that I, I, I saw the the camcorder, right? Like the, the camcorder moment in this episode. And I was like, you know what we don't talk about is the fucking camcorder age. Uh, I, I feel like there is all of this, like there's all this Y2K, you know, there's, there's a lot of this Y2K nostalgia mode stuff happening that we've talked about extensively. And like, I mean, the fact that we're doing this show is literally a fucking function of it. Um, the thing that I don't hear getting talked about that much is how lit it was um, that to, to just have one buddy, one or two buddies who have a camcorder and to just bring the camcorder and just record the day's antics, like, and just yep. make some fucking home movies. That was such a, that was such a focal point of social life in the early two thousands like because we it was a long time before we had phones that could take videos that was another 10 years in the future um it was a even longer time before we had any sort of video based social media there right. was no way to really post or send videos on the internet in a uh convenient or 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 uh cheap way and so like what ended right. up happening was that like we fucking we would get together, we would fucking goof around, do what the fuck ever, do pranks, do like, I, that, I was, I, I made a whole bunch of fucking home movies of just like comedy, sketch comedy with people. Like literally like the, the brothers Santino recorded them setting their fucking kitchen on fire. Like, uh, <laughs> literally like putting, putting a giant block of paraffin wax at a baking tray and a gas oven and setting the fucking kitchen on fire. Like, uh, it's like insane, right? Like, um, and and I mean, like we were pretty tame in the grander scheme of things. I'm sure that there are like, I'm sure that there were kids who recorded way crazier shit. Uh, but yeah, like that that's a that's a bygone era of just like having self-contained um, videos that were for your consumption and friends and family consumption that like you weren't going to post on the internet at all right and like these tapes right. these tapes then you had to go take the mini tv tape and get it like converted to like a fucking vhs uh or something right like but the, remember the then, like, dv into vhs uh yeah. like thing yeah it's insane right like and that's i think that like people anybody you know 
anybody who like wasn't alive and kicking and like fully sentient and like a fully social being for this era doesn't really understand like how how much fun we had being as constrained as we had like i like i there are i'm not i'm not one to be too hagiographic about like the more primitive times and technology because there are so many things about life that are just so much easier and nicer because of like technological ubiquity but like there is something to be said for just like having having self-contained good times with your with your buddies that like people aren't gonna see that that you're not gonna be posting on the internet for clout for likes for fucking you know um there's something to be said for that and i do think we have we've been talking about this a lot um sort of glancingly but like i think that there i would guess that there's probably going to be some sort of neo-luddite movement among like gen zers who are just fucking sick of tiktok and everything uh of just like getting camcorders and just doing like getting camcorders and flip phones and just like doing life that way and i think that would be really really cool like i think if there i think if there were a movement if there were a movement to elect into doing life with a camcorder and a flip phone i think that i'd probably do it like fuck yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's interesting. I know it's hard. Like, that's hard to believe, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I, uh, I mean, th- th- this is literally where Jackass came from, right? It was like it was yes. like guys with a camcorder that were like just yeah. dudes having d- dudes rocking, you know? And yeah, just guys like, being dudes. Yeah, just guys being dudes, and uh, yeah, like I, I mean, yeah, I did, I did, I did like all this stuff, like you know rolling people down uh the sledding hill in a trash can and uh you know like stupid shit like that <laughs> like that you but then 13 people would see it total and like and we'd play that yeah. same video like 50 fucking times and we would we would get so much joy out of it like uh we used to pay like Cody Evans a a, a quarter to run at a stop sign full speed and just like <laughs> It is yes. <laughs> like, yeah. like shit like that. It's like you know, and then and then there's an intersection here, I think, with like uh skateboarding and like the rise of that, like in in well, I don't know. It, I feel like it got really popular in like ninety-nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Um, but even even before that it was it was obviously a big thing. Um Yeah. But uh yeah, I feel like it hit some kind of like I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just the age that people are starting to do it. But yeah, I, I feel like there's an intersection there with like with 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 skateboard culture and like this idea that like you know you're you're going to be like taping your runs or whatever too there. So um, yeah, yeah, that was a huge. I feel like skateboarding culture and extreme sports culture in general was a huge, huge part of like why camcorders got so big and why there was such a you know a token of that time yeah yeah Yeah. definitely yeah that's a good thing to be nostalgic about i think for sure i mean like because because here's the thing is something (laughs) listen i'm not going to pretend like there isn't a segment of TikTok, YouTube, et cetera, that is just really sincere and earnest and fun. And just like, there's a lot of people on there 
who are just posting about stuff that they like because they genuinely believe other people are going to like it. That is kind of the, the only thing that I fuck with on the on the the video mediated internet, right? It's just like people people being effusive and uh, exhaustive about their special interests uh, in hopes that somebody else is going to find common ground with them and maybe get introduced to the thing that is bringing them so much joy, right? I think that that's the platonic ideal of like what is so uh, what what is and can be dope about YouTube and TikTok. But like I there is something to be said for making stuff, making video content, if you want to call it that, that is only going to be seen by 15 people at the most, because you're just like, you're, 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 you're playing to a very specific audience. Right. And like, if you're playing to a specific, the, the more specific your audience is that you're playing to, like the more sincere your stuff is going to be, I think. Like, and that, that, that's the cool thing about, you know, I, I do think that we're having a macro version of that with like very, very niche, uh, YouTubers, all the YouTubers I watch for the most part are like really, really niche, right? Like I watch like Jeb Brooks, who would like, just is this guy in his, like this middle-aged, this middle-aged guy who just reviews luxury travel, right? Like that's a, but he's like, his the undergirding of it is like, he is just really into airplanes and trains, man. Like he is super just like planes and trains are his fucking special interest and his wife too. Uh, and so it's just like, Oh, like that's, it, it's, it's sweet because there's this sort of like, uh, evangelical and i mean that word in like the the actual sense uh this just like wanting to evangelize people on the thing that brings you so much joy uh so i think that that's good but like but the but the thing i also realized that like i'm a weirdo and so like i'm having a weirdo's lens and a you know camcorder kids lens interacting with uh tiktok and youtube and the stuff that i gravitate towards is going to be stuff that feels like uh, a little more at a spiritual level, like the things that we would have fucked with when we were younger in the age of camcorders. Uh, but like I, it, just as far as the way it's targeted, but like the, the bigger, the way that normal people interact with fucking TikTok and, and just like the whole idea of just like creating content for clout is just so fucking gross and disgusting. And like, I do think that there is a, we're reaching a point of collective exhaustion with that. Like, I, I don't, I, I think that like, for as much as like, uh, like maximalist consumerist influencer culture is really dying off because people are sick of it. Like, I think that just like the whole idea of clout in general is, uh, not long for the world as being like a culturally supreme thing because we've seen what clout does to people, right? Like we've seen that we've seen the downfall of content creators who are addicted to clout and like are literally just destroying themselves uh, on camera for it and yeah. can't stop. Right. And that's right. not a, that's not a, that's not a sun that anybody wants to actually fly, fly close to like straight up. Right. So I think that like, I think it's, I, I think that we're, we're on the tipping point of some sort of legitimate, um, movement to simplify the way that we collectively interact with the internet. And it won't be everybody, but there's going to be a there. I think there's going to be a segment of people that really go go hard on it. I think a part of it is going to be a partial unplugging uh, and using more archaic nostalgic technologies um, to you know capture to, and document life. Um, because there's just some yeah. sort of charm <clears throat> to using a fucking handy cam, right? Like imagine just like <laughs> taking a handy cam around with you instead of shooting everything on your fucking iPhone. 
It's like there's this there is something so beautiful. We've talked about it before. There's something so beautiful about constraint uh, in any sort of creative context. Uh, people who are yeah. constrained either circumstantially or artificially or sometimes some sort of combination of the of those factors always end up making cooler stuff so yeah it, it feels like we're in the midst of some kind of like dialectical movement and yeah. you know like because I, I think there is like i, I think i think they're the peak of that shit like you said is like probably like of that kind of influencer like always online like every photo is shared shit is like probably not gonna be a thing for like gen z as much like i, I think that there are right. certain like maybe millennials are, are hopeless here or there there is no hope in the universe for them um but uh yeah i i, I definitely feel that it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where that goes like dialectically like you know 10 years from now um if yeah if stuff is just really about to sneeze All right, nice sneeze. Woo! Hit the button just Hell yeah. Time. Um, but yeah, yeah, seeing where that goes uh, dialectically is going to be, I think, fascinating. Like, uh, yeah, because it, it does feel like there's, yeah, like a, very much like you said, this push to simplify, to like get, get offline a little bit, to like use technology instead of letting, out, letting it use us, et cetera. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'm I'm stoked to see where that goes. I mean, even I, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a permanently online dude, but I I I use the internet like it's 2002. Like I I fucking <laughs> all I, like tw Twitter is just turbocharged live journal for me. Like I like Twitter is literally just I I use Twitter as much as I do because it's the I have it in general and specifically in my use case is Live journal meets fucking AIM. It's those two things rolled into one. And those are, that's what I was sitting online doing at the end of my day 20 years ago. And it's what I'm sitting online doing at the end of my day now. Uh, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Cause I like, I don't fucking, I'm not on TikTok. I like don't use Instagram correctly. Like I use it, I literally use Instagram to like post my art and like shit post memes to the grid. Right. Like that's just right. like, I use Instagram in the most 2014 way imaginable, except I'm not like posting like uh, desaturated memes of like touch my butt and buy me pizza. Right. Like, cause that is like, um, I'm not, I'm not part of that. Uh, that's but that's what like, I do. That's what I'm posting still. I'm just posting uh, yeah. to a single follower account. You know, uh, that's not true. I'm, you, I'm not actually, like... That's an incredible <laughs> concept where you, you just have a burner Instagram where you're just posting like 2014 Tumblr girl style stuff, just like the most quirked up white girl content imaginable, right? Like I'm the one quirked up white girl who didn't sell out and get married and become a trad wife. I'm still here, motherfuckers. This is my burner yeah. account. I'm still, I'm still, uh, you know. Put my hair in a bun, pour myself a glass of wine, put on some gangster rap and handle it. Okay. I'm still doing that. I, one of my, one of my, one of my best friends, Mo is, uh, God, God fucking bless her because she is still completely committed to that culture. She never left. Uh, and I think it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Like anybody who is like, she's obviously our age, like, uh, but anybody 
the, the thing that I'm curious about, the thing that I think is going to be really fun, a thing that's already ha- happening with Gen Z, because Gen Z loves, like, Gen Z is in full-on nostalgia mode about, like, the Tumblr era of, like, emo and pop punk. Like, because the those those records, those, like, Citizen and Title Fight and Balance and Composure records were so big for them in middle school. And you know how we feel about stuff that happened to us in middle school. So I totally yeah. think that there is going to be some sort of nostalgia movement uh, in Gen Z of, like, being, like, a Tumblr girl. And that makes me sick to my stomach because that stuff happened when I was in my mid-20s. <laughs> so uh, It's crazy. Um, but it's good. The, the, the wheel of time rolls brutally on, and, uh, and so do we. Um, you got anything else? Is there any culture? Is there any good culture corner? No culture corner yeah. today. Um, good. But good. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back at this at some point. Yep. We will. Uh, no, no doubt. It might be uh, more aquatine. It, it might be something else. Um, but we'll keep you guessing. Um, be on the lookout for some bonus content at some point. Um, that's likely to happen. Um, but as far as we are concerned i'm looking to looking forward to seeing you uh seeing you next week i'll be uh, i'll be talking to you and joe